Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, Real Presence Live listeners. A beautiful morning to be with you. Nick Medelsky here, a listener relationship coordinator with RPR here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, as well as the Diocese of New Ulm. Uh, last night we had a beautiful banquet here in Rochester. Very exciting to have Steve Ray come visit us. Uh, wonderful night, uh, just a great night. And I want to thank everyone uh, who was able to join us last night, uh, especially our banquet committee our uh, table hosts, as well as the, the clergy, the priests and deacons uh, who were able to make it out. And thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who attended and made it such a wonderful evening. Uh, before we get started with today's show, a lot of exciting guests today, especially excited for our first guest. Uh, but let's begin as we should begin all things with prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly King, Advocate, Spirit of Truth, who everywhere present and fill all things, treasury of blessings, bestower of life, come and dwell within us, cleanse us of all that defiles us, no good one, save our souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. As I said, I am very excited for our first guest, excited to talk about the handmaids of the heart of Jesus, and uh, joining us to talk about them is Sister Mary Joseph. So good morning, Sister. Good morning. Glad to be with you all today. And uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, introducing yourself. Of course. So, yes, my name is Sister Mary Joseph. I grew up in a suburb of St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm the oldest of uh, six kids and uh, went to a college out at Franciscan University of Steubenville and then came back to the Twin Cities and worked at a parish for about four years before entering the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus in 2009. And uh, I've lived at our convent in New Ulm, Duluth, uh, and I'm currently at our convent in Hopkins, which is a suburb of Minneapolis. Awesome, fantastic! Uh, my uh, my family and I have uh, we've been recently moved to the area, and we love getting over to New Ulm and uh, visiting with the sisters. The kids especially love it. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so, uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, what uh, attracted you to the Handmaids? Sure. I, uh, I started discerning religious life when I was a senior in high school and was discerning throughout college and um, had the, the gift of getting to know a variety of different religious communities and was really blessed by um, their charisms and their service to the church. Um, but none of them were quite the right fit for me or wasn't home for me. And, uh, and so in my discernment, I was um, basically told the Lord, I I'll be a religious sister if you want me to, but you have to show me which community. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was back working in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, I um, was still still discerning but didn't have clarity as to which community. And during that time, um, Mother Mary Clara Foundress um, started the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus. And when I um, first spoke with her about the community and she explained uh, the diocesan aspect of our life, um, this invitation to serve as spiritual mothers in the parish family, 
really bringing a new evangelization to the local church, um, my my heart just really um, burned, and I was really in awe of the Lord's goodness, and um, yeah, just was amazed at what she was describing to me, what was what was what was in my heart, um, and so it was really um, from from that first conversation with her, it was just really drawn to uh, the charism of our community. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the charism there, and it is slightly different from other religious orders, especially you mentioned that uh, that diocesan aspect and that aspect of spiritual motherhood. Would you mind kind of teasing that out a little bit? Yeah, of course. So our, our charism is to serve as spiritual mothers in the parish family, bringing the new evangelization um, to, uh, to the diocesan life of the Church. And so we describe our charism in four main aspects. The first is Marian, so really to live in imitation of Our Lady, bringing her presence um, to all those whom we encounter, especially um, this privilege of, of spiritual motherhood. Um, and and also, of course, as handmaids, um, being ones to offer our yes to the Lord in whatever way that He asks, really serving the desires of His heart. Secondly, is uh, the second aspect is the Eucharistic aspect, and so... Um, as with the whole Church, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our life. Um, for us as handmaids, uh, that is um, uh, really marked by our two Eucharistic holy hours each day, one first thing in the morning, one in the late afternoon, really as this time to be with Jesus as um, His spouse and to be given in love to Him there. Um, from that, we uh, really desire to bring all those we serve and encounter um, to that place of encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist, so helping teach them to pray, providing opportunities for adoration, and helping make liturgies beautiful and prayerful um, in whatever way we can. Uh, the third aspect is evangelistic, so we have a deep love um, and conviction that the new evangelization is needed in parish life in particular, and so how can we help um enter into uh, the beauty of the gift of the parish and help bring new life um, into the existing um, structures there and uh, the existing gift that, that we have in the Church in that way. And then the final aspect, which really is the most unique aspect, as you mentioned, is our diocesan charism. And so we serve uh, in a local parish and diocese really with a desire to uh, help the parish and diocese be a family, and so bringing that um, consecrated feminine presence to the local church by serving as spiritual mothers really as a complement to the diocesan priesthood. Another aspect of the diocesan charism, which we're still growing into, we're a new young community, but um, is this desire to have young women be able to serve at home or close to home, and so um, if we have sisters from a particular area and we open a convent there, those sisters would be the most likely ones to be sent to serve there, and mm. possibly they could even be there for the duration of their religious life, really as a stable presence of motherhood um, serving the local church um, in which they grew up. So um, so not all of our sisters will—that might not be a reality for all of them, um, depending on where we end up um, establishing convents, because we would always send— at least four, if not more, sisters to a particular place. Um, but it's part of part of the diocesan aspect of our charism. 
Beautiful, beautiful. If you're just joining us, uh, Sister Mary Joseph uh, from the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus on the phone with me right now, talking a little bit about their order. Um, and they also have uh, some vocation events coming up that we'll, we'll talk about at the, uh, the end of our interview. Uh, you mentioned, I know you said you're in the, the Hopkins uh, convent. I know, obviously, the, the mother house, or, or whatever the appropriate term is, here mm-hmm. in New Ulm. Yep, you're right. I think there's a convent in Duluth as well. Uh, where where all are the, the sisters? Yeah, well, you named three of the four. So, yes, our <laughs> mother house is in, in New Ulm, Minnesota, and then we opened a convent in Duluth uh, about four years ago, and then we've been in Hopkins here in the Twin Cities for a few years, and then uh, just this fall, we opened a convent in Dickinson, North Dakota, in the Diocese of Bismarck. So four sisters moved out there in September and have begun to serve there the last few months. So uh, why, why, why those places? If I if I can ask, yeah, <laughs> great question. Um, hopefully, because it's the Lord's will, but uh, well, also well. because those are places where we've um, yeah we've had either um, sisters from those areas relationships with the bishops and, and priests in those areas. Um, so uh, Duluth being our our second foundation, uh, our beloved uh, late Bishop Paul Serva mm. was a dear friend of our community and um, has walked with us from the very beginning. And so uh, he invited us up to Duluth, and we have a few sisters from that area as well. Um, uh, Hopkins Archdiocese, um, we have quite a few sisters from this area, and um, it really has been um, the heart of our um, where we were started and where, where many of us have received graces for a vocation. Um, and mm. then Dickinson, North Dakota, um, we also have a few sisters from North Dakota and have been in relationship with um, a lot of the priests and families of the Diocese of Bismarck for many years, and so... It's been, uh, yeah, a gradual um, growth there, and we were, were thrilled that we are finally in a place to have sisters to be able to send out there. So, Well, fantastic. Like I said, my, my wife and kids and I are huge fans of The Handmaid's, so, you know, they, they should be everywhere. So <laughs> I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to hear uh, expanding uh, out to North Dakota, too. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, in the uh, Real Presence Radio listening area, you know, coincidentally. Um, right, right. So I'm sure a lot of um, people are curious, uh, what does a day in the life of a handmaid look like? Yes, yes, I know. It's it's always an adventure, actually, and uh, we, we joke sometimes, <laughs> you know, this is what, what's a normal day. But um, there <laughs> are a few key things that, that mark our life um, Every every day, and so first and foremost would be our life of prayer. That uh, really is uh, the priority of our life. Why we've why we've come, why we stay, is to to be with Him. Uh, and so, uh, what that looks like uh, for us as handmaids is we uh, um, begin our day with an hour of adoration in the morning. Um, uh, most days, that's bright and early at at five thirty a.m. Um, and we follow that by a rosary walk, and so we uh, actually walk around the neighborhoods in which we live, praying mm. praying the rosary, which is uh, a way both to um, just be present in the community and be praying, but also to uh, 
pray in a different way, you know. Otherwise, we're in our chapel for quite a few hours in the morning, and it's helpful to um, get a little walk and fresh air, um, whether that's um, the bitter cold of winter or the glories of spring and summer. Uh, and then we come back and have um, Mass each day, um, uh, often at our convent, uh, depending on the, the convent and the availability um, for that. And if not at the convent, then at the parishes that we serve. Um, we pray the Liturgy of the Hours um, together a few times a day, so morning prayer, um, evening prayer, and night prayer together, um, and then office of readings and daytime prayer, usually on our own. Um, and then we have, as I mentioned earlier, a second holy hour of adoration each afternoon, uh, really to bring um, all that the day has been back to the Lord, uh, and so to bring those people that we've served, those intentions that have been entrusted to us, um, to bring the the desires, the joys, the pains of our own hearts back to back to the Lord, um, and then after our life of prayer, our, our community life uh, is also central, and so we enjoy meals together, um, recreation. We we played a intense game of basketball together last night, um, enjoying uh, just just life together as a family. And then thirdly would be our apostolic um, outreach. Um, and so depending on the parishes that we serve, that looks like different things. But um, we have sisters who um, serve at different parishes in a variety of capacities. So helping with faith formation, catechesis, RCIA, um, catechesis of the Good Shepherd, um, doing sacristy and liturgy things, um, a lot of relational ministry. We love just getting to know parishioners, um, doing homebound visits, um, having dinners at family houses, just really entering into the life of the parish as mothers, as we can. Um, we also have sisters who teach um, religion at some of our Catholic schools um, or do other outreach in that way. And so uh, um, throughout the day, depending on the sisters' particular apostolate at the school or at the parish office or doing those visits. Um, and then our sisters in formation um, have time for classes and study and, and joining some of the professed sisters um, to learn what it is to be a handmaid in the apostolate. Um, and then, yeah, evenings can be different things at the parish, our own internal community, recreation, um, or whatever the evening holds. Well, fantastic. That's that's great information. I know a lot of people just wonder in general, you know, we see, might see sisters at Mass and obviously know about the Liturgy of the Hours, but some of the, the other, you know, uh, ins and outs of what the day looks like, I think that's that's interesting to me, and I'm sure it's interesting to a lot of our listeners, just to know uh, what what sort of goes on in the in the day of the life of a uh, of a religious sister. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, Nick Bedelsky and Sister Mary Joseph uh, from the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus, uh, talking about their community, about uh, uh, sisters' vocation there as well. Uh, stay tuned here on Real Presence Live. We'll be back after a short break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. St. John Paul II called for a new evangelization, an act of love meant to reintroduce all the faithful to the love of Jesus Christ. This act of love has never been more urgent. 
In his work, The Judgment of Nations, historian Richard Dawson notes, the hope of the world rests in the last resort on the existence of a spiritual nucleus of believers who are bearers of the seed of unity. If we have faith in the power of the Spirit, we must believe that even these evils can be conquered. For the powers of the world are blind powers which are working in the dark. They are powerless against that Spirit who is the Lord and giver of life, and against those higher powers of spiritual understanding and love, which are the essential gifts of the Holy Spirit. The battle for the world is first and foremost spiritual. Are you ready for battle today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Uh, Nick Medelsky, happy to be with you this morning, uh, joining you for Real Presence Live. Uh, on the phone with me is Sister Mary Joseph of the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus, and we've been talking about that community and uh, Sister's life as a handmaid as well. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll give you a, a light question to start things off uh, this this hour. But uh, what are some gifts uh, that you've uh, you've received? What are some uh, graces you've received as being a sister? Yes, uh, so many. <laughs> I can talk for a long time about that, but um, I think that. The primary gift um, that I continue to just be so grateful for to the Lord uh, is really the gift of spiritual motherhood uh, and the privilege that it is to be a part of the family of the Church in that way. Uh, growing up, I, I always wanted to be married and have kids. I'm the oldest of six kids, so I just had a rich experience of, of family life. And uh, and as the Lord was drawing my heart to a and um, religious life, I was I was willing to offer that to him um, as a sacrifice, but I didn't mm. quite understand or know how he would fulfill those desires of my heart, mm. and uh, and so just have continually been surprised by by how deeply he has fulfilled those desires, um, both in uh, uh, the mystery that it is to be his bride and how he cares for me and, and really provides for me in that way but then also the, uh, just the profound gift of being a spiritual motherhood, um, uh, being a spiritual motherhood, being a spiritual mother uh, to all those who lead us to, um, to our care. So whether that's um, the youth that we work with or whether that's um, my favorite 
senior citizens in the parish who uh, so faithfully witnessed uh, the beauty of a life given to the Lord uh, to the sisters in our, our own community that I'm able to, to care for. Um, yeah, it just has really been a place of great fulfillment in my heart of being able to be um, given in love and, and bring love, um, His love, to those whom, uh, whom I serve. And, and so that motherhood has been uh, so real and so abundant in ways that I could never have imagined, but I'm so grateful for. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, really, that, that charism of, of spiritual motherhood is something that's very evident uh, with the handmaids and uh, very, very beautiful to see. And I like the way you said that just, um, you said earlier on, you know, and I've heard it from several, that uh, it's the, uh, you know, female equivalent, basically, of the diocesan priesthood in a way, uh, serving as spiritual mothers rather than spiritual fathers, you know, to, to complement um, that mm-hmm. in the diocese. And it's just a really beautiful thing. Um, thank you, thank you. And of course, a a big a big part of that, obviously, um, is prayer um, and praying for the church, um, uh, just praying for all of us. Um, and uh, I was just curious, uh, as someone who you know, I, a lot of times we can focus on what uh, religious sisters do as in you know this ministry that specific but prayer is a big part of what sisters do um you know that that's kind of the full-time job the other things are kind of Mm -hmm. added on in a way uh but uh as someone who uh you know prays for the church as a big part of your life uh what's what's something you desire for the church uh, hope for the church Mm -hmm. yeah no thanks for asking i think you're right prayer really is the heart of our heart of our life and even uh, what canon law tells us about our duty as religious, our first and foremost duty is to do a union with God in prayer, and so it really is um, what is to be the heart and center of our life. Um, and it's, for us as handmaids, we uh, just have a deep love and a deep conviction of really um, praying for for the Church, for our parishes, for our priests, for, for the lay faithful whom we serve, um, and we really desire that the Church can ex- be experienced ever more so as the family that she's intended to be, and um, we really desire that um, many would come to experience a home in uh, in the Church and in our parishes. Um, and uh, um, one thing that we've you know just really been praying for a lot these last few years is uh, good and holy bishops for the our region. Um, so many of our dioceses um, have, have needed new bishops, and so that's been something that, as a community, we've been praying for every day and, and continue. We know that the Diocese of St. Cloud is still waiting for um, a new bishop, and um, and so just really um, that's been an important thing for us, uh, just seeing the role of the bishop as father of the diocese as something that's so important, so we're so grateful to the Lord for the good bishops that he's given us in, in recent years. Um, but, uh, yeah, so really we we desire to bring before the Lord um, the needs of, of the Church at the present time and uh, really desire that uh, many would come to know the family of the Church as a real home. That's fantastic. i got to say that, uh, that uh, 
your uh, your prayers as handmaids count uh, exceptionally well because uh, Bishop Chad is uh, the bishop in Diocese of New Ulm, and it's just fantastic to have him uh, here close by in the Diocese of New Ulm. So you guys keep praying for holy bishops because your, <laughs> your record's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we're grateful. Bishop Chad has been a, an incredible gift to us in New Ulm, so we're very grateful. Absolutely. Um, so we've been talking all about uh, the, the charism, the way of life, and I'm sure there are uh, people listening, young ladies listening, uh, who might be interested in finding out how they would discern a vocation uh, with the handmaids. Uh, could you tell us about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, we, As part of our diocesan charism, we think it's really important to be able to walk with young women in their discernment. We know that it can be an overwhelming or a daunting question to ask, or where do I even, even begin? And so if there is a young woman who is um, feeling the Lord inviting her to even just ask that question. Uh, she's welcome to, to reach out to us. Our um, email and phone number are on our website um, and can simply um, reach out and express a desire to have a conversation about discernment or possibly um, make a visit to our community. We do offer four come and see retreats throughout the year. And this is an opportunity for women um, who finished at least a few years of college um, and are ready to be asking this question of discernment um, to come and spend the weekend with us, experience our life of prayer and community, and hear a few talks on discernment and religious life and our charism. Um, and if, if the retreat doesn't seem to be a good fit for a particular young woman, then we have some other opportunities that they might be able to encounter us or other opportunities for discernment. Um, and so I just invite, yeah, young women to, to take that first step to simply reach out and have a simple phone conversation, um, and then we can can walk with them from there. So we know it's, um, yeah, it can be a daunting um, prospect for some, but uh, really just want to grow in relationship with those young women and uh trust in the good things that the Lord has for each one of them. And I'm, and I'm sure it's a lot like the, uh, the discernment process uh, for, um, for men who might be uh, thinking about the priesthood where it's not a, uh, you know, try and, try and trick them into sticking around or, or anything like that, but <laughs> very much a, a discernment, like you said, walking with uh, each other, right, to, dis to discern whether this is God's will, right, because we want, exactly. we want everyone to be discerning God's will, not someone... Uh, you know? <laughs> uh, exactly. It's very important for us, you know, for the young women who uh, come for a visit or even to have the phone conversation to know that what we desire for them is is the Lord's will. And um, the last thing we want is people in our community who aren't supposed to be there because then they're not happy and they're not fulfilling <laughs> what He's created them to be. So, um, so we really do emphasize that there's a, a great freedom, and um, and we realize that. There, there are women in our area who are called to religious life, but it might not be to our community, but if, mm -hmm. if we can assist them in, in finding that right community as well, um, that's a great gift for us, too. Absolutely. So um, where where would someone reach out? Who? How would they get more information if they were, they were interested yeah. in so, starting that process? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our website is simply handmaidsoftheheartofjesus.com, and on our website there's a come and see 
page that um, has the dates of our come and see retreats as well as our um, email and phone number. And so someone can simply send an email to that email address or um, call or text that phone number and then us will serve. We'll reach out to them uh, and go from there. Well, fantastic. And, and just to uh, repeat that, handmaidsoftheheartofjesus.org, uh, different uh, from the, the Handmaids of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, similar name community, but different uh, different sisters entirely. So again, handmaidsoftheheartofjesus.org. And uh, the email, uh, just in case you're, you know, uh, someone listening isn't necessarily uh, right down that uh, uh, website, uh, handmaidvocation at gmail.com. Uh, you can also call a phone number, 952-738-1690. Again, 952-738-1690. Um, sister, any final thoughts? Anything uh, you'd like to, to share with our listeners before we're, we end our interview? Yeah, no, thank you. It's been a joy to, to speak with you and to be with you all. And I think my, my closing thought would simply be... Uh, we're about to enter into the great solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, and uh, and so it's a beautiful opportunity for each one of us to be renewed in the gift of what it is to have our ladies uh, as as a mother, and um, especially for young women who might be discerning or feeling the Lord inviting them to this way of life to really entrust themselves to our lady that she's a good mother and, and wants to walk with each one of us, always drawing us deeper into the heart of her son. Um, and it's a special anniversary for our community as well. My um, mother received the founding grace, so we um, give a lot of gratitude to the Lord this day and to Our Lady for the privilege of our life. Well, fantastic. Uh, Sister Mary Joseph, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, beautiful to get a chance to talk about the handmaids. Always excited um, to uh, to give you guys a boost, and especially here on Real Presence. I hope uh, I hope a lot of people listening um, who are in those areas where there's a convent uh, take advantage of uh, being being involved with the different ministries that the handmaids take on, and uh, and any. Uh, any women listening who might be interested in the community, I encourage you to, to reach out and, and find out what you can about the handmaids. And like we said, you know, it's a, it's a process. It's a, it's a discernment process. So I um, encourage you, if that's something the Lord is putting on your heart, to, uh, to reach out. Uh, so thank you so much for listening here on Real Presence Live. We have a break coming up. After the break, we'll be speaking with Dr. John Kincaid of the University of Mary. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 